welcome to D&D Brief. This is Sam, and I am your DM for the evening, and I am here with four wonderful players. Let's start with Nina. Uh, I'm Nina, and I'm playing Emily Monestra, who is a human Tempest Clerk. Excellent. And David. Hi, um, I play Axley Tillingquest, Halfling Bard. And Karu. Hello, I'm Karu, and I'm playing Marcel Petitia Abduran, the gender-fluid Lutrinian Storm Sorcerer. And last but not least, Matt. Hello, I'm Matt. I'm playing uh, Konos Lendath, the CL Warlock. And last time, we, uh, we had a lot happen. Who wants to tell us about what happened? There was a party. <laughs> there was a party. Uh, not for us, but we still right. someone still went. <laughs> We weren't the bell of the ball. <laughs> you almost were. Yeah, so we went to the party that was being thrown for the uh, high cler- their high cleric of uh, of Straben, uh, who was basically taking all the credit for uh, getting rid of this dragon that had attacked the city. Even though we we kind of knew that it was Emerin and her mother who were you know. <laughs> We'll, we'll say I think we pretty much established that you know they were the ones who were pretty much res- responsible at this point. And this guy's just putting on a show. Um, so Axley and Konos went while Marcel and uh, Emerin tried to like help out with some things in the city. And Emerin did a whole bunch of healing and essentially turned herself into a overnight cult figure, cult leader sensation, uh, so to speak. <laughs> uh, Mar- Mar- uh, Marcel. Turned down a perfectly good invitation to a <laughs> rat gambling party. I mean, yeah, maybe if I trusted my dice a bit better, but. Um... <laughs> um, and then, yeah, so Konos and actually were at this party and they were being followed by somebody who was invisible at one point, and then we managed to expose him, um, like, a, like a page boy or something, essentially. Um, and basically, we managed to convince the queens to let us, you know, essentially let us pr- give our give our account of things and put uh, cleric Tullus to the test. And essentially, they'll. Since I think the idea is, you know, we're all going to put ourselves under a zone of truth and kind of see what uh, where the cards fall. When all, when all said and done. Okay, that's a pretty accurate description. What happened in town while? Uh that was all happening well they seem to have everything in hand we did go down to the docks eventually and sp- i spoke with um shark face who we still don't know the name of um <laughs> um <laughs> that is true true story uh- and um, eventually, Emran decided it was a good time to pay people. Um, so we paid a bunch of people. We paid our crew finally. And um, we tried to warn them not to go to the gambling party. Um, not really sure how that is going to work out. I think they're just going to gamble away all their money. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's fine. We still need crew members. So, like, if they spend all their paycheck, they'll come back for another paycheck. <laughs> that that is true that is true um and what happened at the infirmary yeah that was a whole lot of fun uh (laughs) 
Emerin cast a single uh, healing spell, and it healed like half, a good half of the infirmary entirely, um, with this like weird golden mist. And then uh, cast a second singular spell of healing and healed the other half. And then panicked and said that she was Rayla. And that came back to bite me in the ass like 20 minutes later. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and then I guess word got around really fast. And in the meantime, Rayla woke up. When we got back, we did have a, a brief discussion with her. And the Book of Proofs finished up. And we deciphered the rest of it and decided that using a revivify spell was the way to cure the people or at least uh lucanius mostly everybody maybe um and then i did use a commune spell at the very end and i very briefly wrote down but i don't remember what half of this means um <laughs> i do remember i asked something about if Straben was involved and she said that if I had learned more about the marriage of Goras and Straben, I might have a better idea. And then I guess I asked if Tullus was involved in this is referring to the dragon disappearing in the water. I asked if Tullus was involved and he said no. So But what what so you asked three questions, right? Yes, what I was the, write first down one? the first one. Oh. Did I? Let me see. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was, my notes for last session are all over the place. I'm, I, I don't know if it's just because my brain is not with me today or if I just physically wrote terrible notes. I don't, I can't decipher half of this. I, I wrote down, you, you obviously asked if Goros approves of using river, like necromancy okay. and Rivify in, yeah. in, for, for this yeah, reason. Yeah. And the response he basically got was, uh, you know, the, the most pragmatic solution is, is often the most ideal. So a slightly passive-aggressive way of saying yes, um, yeah. but kind of yes. And, and each of these replies were in somebody else's voice as well. Yeah, that's still a little weird. But that happened last time that you did commune, right? Like that. Yeah. That's and the last one was Larylax both times. Yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> that's um. That's how your commune spell happens to manifest. Oh. So you you don't know if though if uh the voices that you're hearing you're hearing because of your own psyche is putting that answer into that voice or if the voice is actually part of the message you have no idea uh, what's the what the actual answer to that question is so um okay so now the question is what are you going to do <laughs> uh, did you did you talk about the part where um axley's nice monocle noticed that somebody was following them right yeah, that, that's that's how we that's how we figured it out yeah yeah because we got all called up, yeah. and yeah, he he saw he saw that, and then essentially did a bit of three stoogery, uh with <laughs> lots of food to, expo to expose the expose the little punk pie to the face, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> yeah, and he ran out and um, wouldn't he wouldn't tell you who he who hired him. 
and in order to avoid f- a further scene, you ended up um, letting him go. Yeah, just letting yeah. him go because it's kind of better that way, right? Yeah, he didn't seem to be particularly useful. He was a low, low-ranking just spy, just to keep tabs on us. Maybe hear some overhear something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's a lot. Um, and so you met um, uh, Marcel. Met um, Sabatine, the head of the merchants, so the minister of the mercantile district, basically. Um. And uh, so that's, and you learned that the magistrate would have to give you permission to cast, but that person is part of the queen's inner advisory board. So they were at the at the royal palace. So, um, yeah. So what are you going to do? Well, we didn't end up casting too much besides a bunch of heels. I right. mean, two heels. Right. That's right. <laughs> So that that went well. Is it apparently still- the queen already knows about it? So, I think we ended the session with like, yeah, you casting your commune, and then we were gonna like rest for the night and see what happened the next day. Because the next day yeah. was because we already kind of like powwowed together and kind of compared notes, and we were gonna do the whole like truth seeking with. Um, Mr. takes people's achievements and makes them theirs. Um. Yeah. Oh, we forgot to mention that at the end, it was the cat was out of the bag, right? That everyone was reporting that Rayla was the one running around curing everybody. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. You, you were at the ball and you mentioned Rayla. And upon hearing that, one of the queens, um, someone in her entourage said, pardon me, but I, I don't mean to interrupt, but I have, you know, and then like said something to the queen and basically you gather that what that person said was, they just mentioned Rayla, but Rayla's out in town healing people because you were saying that one of your pieces of evidence that, that it wasn't just the abbot, but it was you yourselves, your your group who had had an effect on the dragon was that Rayla is unconscious in her room and because you used her name, then they said, well, wait, wait, uh, we've got word that Rayla the Wise is out, you know, healing people. Which was kind of a surprise to, to uh, actually, yes. to, like, uh, that's news to us. <laughs> we left her unconscious in bed. Uh, maybe she recovered. Right. It's a miracle. Praise Goras. <laughs> that's literally what I said. <laughs> But then yeah. Rayla was awake, and now she knows that Emmerin was using her name to do some local miracles. And um, right. then we decided that, you know, it was a long day. We should get some rest. <laughs> yeah, she, and she, she said that she would, she would go with you uh, to talk to the audience, because the queens asked for an audience with you, right? So she said she right. would go with you, but she would not lie. Mm-hmm. So we just have to make sure Emmerin just mentions that she panicked and gave the wrong name. <laughs> it's literally what happened in game and out of game. So like, <laughs> 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 me 
makes absolute sense. So yeah, um, yeah. So I guess we sleep and then we go have our audience with the queens. If that's like I don't know what time they want to see us because we're waiting on them. I guess. Mm-hmm. Anybody else? <laughs> that sounds good. Yeah. That- so you're just going to hang out in the, on the royal grounds until you're called? Is that, that what I'm hearing? Okay. Um, okay, well, if that's what you want to do, then around um, what, what we would call 10 a.m., so mid-morning or so, uh, the major do- majordomo comes to um, gather you all up. Remember, his name is Justinius, and he has been your sort of um, person that tells you all about your accommodations and and all of that um and so he's he's there to lead you to uh the queen's audience room mm-hmm. um so my question for you is are you taking blacksley with you he'd uh, probably get in less mischief if he's with us than if we leave him alone <laughs> yeah that's debatable <laughs> if he stays there quiet yes but if he decides to open his mouth I mean I have a feeling that if we don't ask him to come along he's going to come anyway because he tends to go wherever Rayla goes it's true I don't have a problem with him coming along okay um, so you are led to the um, not the throne room you know the um, the throne room is where you were received the first time. You know, the first time that you went into the royal uh, palace, the, ro- the royal uh, manor, you were being received as royalty, as members of a royal family from from a, a distant continent or island. And um, that's not where you're going now. Where you're going now is to an audience room, and it's a much um, less ostentatious kind of room. It's long and narrow. It has pillars uh, forming basically a hallway to lead you to a small dais, which has a couple of chairs on it. And those chairs are, um, I wouldn't call them full-on ceremonial thrones, but they are very well decorated, and it's obvious that they are for royal family members only. Um, And uh, as you are led in, the queens are already sitting there, and you see that along the, um, on the other side of the pillars that against the walls, there are guards. The, the queen's royal guards are basically just lined up on the perimeter of the room. There's a couple of doors in the, on the back wall, uh, and there are two advisors on each side of the queens. So, uh, you know, the one queen has two on her right and the other queen has two on her left. So there's four advisors. You could tell they're royal advisors because they're wearing royal crests and all that stuff. Um, and there are also standing slightly in front of and off to the side two of the main queen's elite guard that are there presumably for the protection of the queen's. Uh, and the majordomo leads you in and uh, very um, v- very uh, obviously makes a flourishing bow 
to the queens, and uh, your highnesses, I present to you uh, the 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 four royal nobles that you have requested this morning. And he sort of says your names, and then he kind of just bows out of the way and kind of uh, almost um, just sort of fades into the background. He st- you don't ever see him leave the room or hear any doors or anything, but um, he is no longer sort of in your vision. And now you are left standing in front of the queen. The queens, actually, both of them. Who else is in the room? A bunch of guards, four advisors, and two of the um, two of the main bodyguards of the queens. Do they have their like robot shield guardians there as well? No, they are not in within your uh, line of sight. Right. Well, I suppose we also give a bow and yeah, our give our greetings to the queens. Thank you for summoning us, your majesties. I'm very interested to hear what tale you have to tell. Which one? <laughs> um, well, I was under the um, impression that you had asked for this audience so that you could explain yourselves. Ah, okay, that one. Uh- <laughs> We only desire to tell the tale of truth so that you may understand that the false the falsity lies in someone else, not us. Pardon? Well, as we as we mentioned last night, we believe your advisor is being false to you and representing that he's responsible for ridding you of the dragon. And what proof are you presenting? You have Rayla the Wise with you? Which one of you is Rayla the Wise? Uh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Rayla steps forward and says, I am Rayla. I, so... Okay. We, as you probably already know, uh, Marcel and I went out last night to help um, any of the people that were needed needed help. Um, we tried to make sure everybody was safe, uh, recover lost items. Um, I um, decided to help in the infirmary um, with mostly just my medical skill um, because you know that passing is not allowed in public so we were trying to steer clear of that as much as possible however um, there were a handful of people that were close to dying and we didn't exactly get permission but we did get um, Minister Sabatine's word that she would vouch for us that the casting is being used for good when I cast the spell, a healing spell, just on one person, a golden mist just kind of emanated and healed almost everybody in that space. And when I did it again, 
it happened again and healed the rest of them. And um, a lot of the people were praising me and I, I just panicked and said my name was Rayla. I didn't want to draw attention to myself. I didn't want people following me and it was just a moment of I couldn't think of any other name besides my mom because she had been unconscious and she was on my mind and that was the first name that came to my mind. I, I called myself Rayla, but the one doing the healing was me. Roll a persuasion check. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Persuasion? <laughs> Okay, that's not cool. That's bad. Um, eight total. Wow. Yeah. Um, the queens, both of them have very like furrowed brows. They're kind of staring at you. If you need witnesses, any of the witnesses are going to silence. <laughs> okay. What other evidence do you have? that supports the halfling's conjecture that it is not our abbot, but yet is your group who helped. If you have already lied, how can we be sure of whatever else you are saying? Your Majesties, these were the acts of a, of a god as channeled through their disciples. Or through, or through the Abbot of Straben, who has been a trusted member of this court for many years. So perhaps we should consult the gods and ask the gods themselves. But you are questioning him, and you have already shown that one of you is unable to tell the truth at an important moment. Your Majesties, when you were young, as as identical sisters as you are, was there ever a moment when each of you blamed the other for something? In a Pardon moment of, me? A moment of passion? <laughs> this is not my sister. Oh, we, you're related, right? Isn't, aren't they siblings? <laughs> and no? They are married. <laughs> They're married. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh... Your Majesty, it's not so much. Well, okay, mm. she did say that she was. She gave her mother's name in a moment of panic, but more than lie, it was just a. It was an untruth, was it not? I'm not saying the contrary. I'm just saying that the reason that that happened was because Emrin is a very humble, humble soul. person who did not want people thinking she was something special and someone to necessarily be uh, of importance. She just healed people because they needed it, not because she wanted Is to Is this not the captain of your vessel? Yes. In my years as a leader, I have never seen a captain of a vessel who was quite so humble. To be fair, we kind of put her up to it. <laughs> <laughs> Your explanations are falling hollow. Um, uh, Karu, roll me a, a persuasion check, please. <laughs> please roll better. Oh, God. <laughs> it's so bad. Okay, okay, it's okay. Did you I roll a natural one? Persuasion. So that's. Uh... But did you roll a natural one? 
Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> Off with their heads. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Eleven. <laughs> oh boy. Um. Oh no! I rolled a three. <laughs> I rolled uh, a four. Hey, a three is you know three hundred percent better than a one. <laughs> um. Hmm. I may have to pull the trigger on this early. <laughs> I am. What are you gonna do? <laughs> no. I am Something quite. There. I am quite distressed at the chain of events that has led to this. The accusation that our Abbot has lied or misrepresented himself. I was willing to listen to this, but seeing that none of your group seems to be able to tell the whole truth is leading me to question why we even granted you an audience. You were compelling last evening, but perhaps it was just the air about a celebration. What of you? What of you, tall, blue-skinned one? Uh, well, I will give my account of what we experienced when we exited the library. We saw the dragon attacking the city. Both Emerin and Rayla reached out to their deity Goras for for aid to help your city, and we saw, and I saw a giant hand shimmering in light burst forth from the waves and drag the dra- seize the dragon and drag it beneath. A shim with a sh- you know the the way this is was I saw this this is more in line with. Goras than Straven. At least that's what... At least I believe that is what's typically familiar. One would say that this manifested more as a sign of Goras than of Straven. And how how does one come to that conclusion? Well, I... I'm not an expert on... Is Straben not the god of the sea? Who better to wield the power of the oceans themselves? How many total, gar- how many total people are in the room at this point? Um, there's two queens, two main guards, four advisors behind them... At least, at least ten people along the sides of the room behind the pillars. That's plus, too many. plus you all and the major domo. That's too many. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, our companions last night did suggest that we use uh, magical truth Compulsion. spells yes. to make sure to give no to give further proof that we are not lying about this. Um, Con- um, Matt, roll me a, a persuasion check for Konos, please. Come on now. <laughs> Come on, please. <laughs> Thirteen. <laughs> We're getting there. We're getting there. Your Your Majesty, would you not say that that you would you would tend to want to know the truth from someone so humble that they wouldn't want to take credit openly, whereas your your abbot is he a humble individual? As long as you've known him, has he shied away from taking credit. Right now, he is not the one in question. You are saying saying that your captain is humble, but so far, I have not seen evidence to 
to prove that. I have only seen things to the contrary. Was, would a humble person spend her time, rather than being at a ball seeking glory and, and audience with you, out healing your subjects after being involved in a, a cataclysmic attack and a dragon on a city that she's not from? Now roll The very persuasion. first thing in, uh, in her mind is taking care of your subjects. Persuasion. <laughs> oh, right, if if right. the bard can't pull us out of there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay, because the roll. I rolled a. You're not going to believe it. You want me to show you the 20 with the camera? Uh, no, you don't need to. <laughs> Natural 20. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, um, boy. Wow. I don't believe it. <laughs> uh, hmm. That is a compelling argument. The only one that I've heard so far today. I think it's early morning. I'm not a morning person. And Your Majesty, <laughs> putting myself in your position, having strangers bring this kind of doubt and, and this fantastical story, you need to find out for yourself. We want you to know the truth, and you can't just take our word for it. We understand that you look at us with suspicion. I would, too, in your circumstances. But you also need to know the truth because, the conversely, if you have an individual amongst you who's willing to tell such a, a horrible uh, falsity to gain your favor, you could, put hor- you, could, you could put trust in them later that may bring ruin upon your, your city and your, your there is no reason. Rule. There is no reason for the good abbot to lie. He already has our trust. Why would he need to lie to gain trust that he already has earned? Maybe he really hasn't earned it. Or maybe it's more of a matter of ego than trust man in his position a man who goes about wearing platinum studded robes can get too comfortable with the trappings of such wealth and power and this this is would you say the same of my dress today oh absolutely not you look fabulous <laughs> and, and your majesty we're not here to this is this is this is un, this is uncalled for to attack him for wearing his ceremonial dress last evening at a formal occasion we're not here to to attack or judge your abbot we're here just to it give sounds as if you are even rayla the wise has been silent Rayla just looks at Emerin like, should I say something? <laughs> I mean, you can't make anything worse at this point. It's not going so great, so go for it. Um, is Kono still wearing his headband, or did you take it off when your eye, when the barnacle fell off? He would not be wearing it anymore. Okay. Um, do you try to hide the, the coral eye? Um, he, I mean, to be honest, he wouldn't normally have a reason to. Okay. Um, the queen looks back at Axley and says, you sound as if you are ready to make a proposal. What is your proposal? My proposal is that rather than take our word for it, because clearly there's nothing we can say to convince you outright, you need to use some form of divination at your disposal to find the truth. And if we're false, we'll pay the price for it. 
And what do you suggest? Well, there are several means to divine the truth, right? Those who have the power to ask the gods direct questions can can take that method. And uh, there are spells that put people under a, under a compulsion to tell the truth as they perceive it. And which do you suggest? I mean, how do people who who know zone of truth know how infallible it is? Is it is it uh, is it a pretty infallible method of divining the truth? I mean, sure. I, I mean, the th- so the thing is, like, it has a save, right? So, yeah, mechanically speaking, it has it has a save. And I mean, when you're in when you're in the zone of truth, though, do the participants know that you have saved or not? That's a, that's the question. That's, yeah, let's find uh, out. The, cat- so the, the caster cat- knows. The caster knows, right? So, mm-hmm. so the thing is, like. But but just because you made your save doesn't necessarily mean you're lying, though, right? So correct. Yeah, they that's can, why it should almost be an, it's an, it should be an impartial third party that casts the spell. It mm-hmm. shouldn't be either of the individuals who who need to be compelled to tell the truth. Right. I mean, I would think ideally. I mean, plus zone of truth, the person could even if they aren't resisting or they they are affected by the spell, they can still be evasive. They could still not answer. They can still. Mm-hmm. Right. Give like half answers, mm-hmm. so they they just cannot absolutely lie. Yeah. They aren't required to tell the absolute truth. So, I, I your Majesty's, I would propose that we go direct to the source with with the divination. And how do you propose we do this? Our highest priest is the one you're questioning. Yes, but. If he was, even if he was to conduct that this ritual, it wouldn't be him speaking. It would be the gods themselves. If they would essentially be able to ask Straben, "Did you intervene? Did you? Were you responsible for getting rid of the dragon?" Your Majesty, have you have you heard of a a item, a relic called the Book of Proofs? Um, as you ask that, one of the attendants behind them le- leans over and whispers something into her ear. She says, it is knowledge that I have. Your understanding of this artifact says that it is capable of divining impartially a, a, a true or false statement without an interference or ability of the individuals to interfere with that answer, Correct. I presume, yes. That could be a, a, an item that could be used. You suggest that we go into the library and find this tome and use it to divine whether or not you're telling the truth? If that's the method. Or, the do you, method to- or are you suggesting we apply it to the abbot? Well, uh, the question that would be asked of the the tome would be just a statement as to who is responsible or not responsible. Either way would work. You could use either the phrase Straben, sorry, uh, the abbot was uh, the one who turned the dragon away or Emmerin was the one that turned the dragon away. Either way, it would give an answer. 
truthfully. Unless it was one of the gods that turned the dragon away, in which case it would say no to both. Yeah, it's going to be Goros and Straven, because they're the ones that turn the dragons away. It's true. You could ask if the abbot was falsely claiming to take credit for having done the deed when he actually did not, and, and is knowingly deceiving, being deceptive. The thing is, he might still think that he's the one that did it. You know? Like, he might truly believe that he helped. We don't know. And you you also have not a- applied a matter of personal thought and intent to the Book of Proofs at this point. Mm-hmm. It's just facts. Yeah. So, so there's three things on the. T- I'm not talking as the clients oh. right now. So there's three things on the table. There's a divination spell. There's a zone of truth. Mm-hmm. And there's the book of proofs. Problem I see out of character with the book of proofs is explaining why we have it with us. Yeah, that's of- not going to go over. Well. <laughs> <laughs> that's specifically why the queen said, "Take it, go get it out of the library." <laughs> Yeah. You're like, no, no, and we have also, it right here. <laughs> yeah, we have it right here. Why is it covered in skin? We just checked uh, it out. <laughs> also, it takes a lot of, also, it takes a long time to for it to put a answer together. Yeah. Uh, I mean, divination. I mean, there has to be other clerics besides their high cleric of Straben. There has to be. I mean, divination is what a fourth level spell. Well, even just zone of truth, right? Because. Here's the thing, I already cast Immune. Right? So I already know that both Goros and Straben helped with the dragon, but Tullus was not involved. Right, so we can't tell the Book of Proofs Straben did not help with the dragon right. because Straben did they help did. with the dragon. Right. It wouldn't prove anything. What we can do is cast Zone of Truth. I'll purposely fail my wisdom save so that they know. I cannot lie, and I will straight up say, when I communed with Goras, she told me Tullus was not involved with removing the dragon. And at least we have that on the table. Whether or not they choose to believe it can be up to them, but at least they know when I say that statement, I'm not lying. So at least what Goras has told me is something. And your majesties, I'd like to clarify a point, which is our motivation for bringing this to your attention has nothing to do with taking credit or glory or discrediting your abbot. It's to bring you information because we want to earn your trust and favor for a very specific purpose, which we outlined before, which is the greater good of the world. The mission that we're on is we, re- we require your assistance in fighting this evil that is mounting itself upon us and will soon soon be a wash like a tidal wave over even your incredible city our motivation is to firm up this alliance because we need your help desperately in this this war that we're in that the secret the secret war that will soon be upon everybody and you believe that tullus is an enemy of yours in this war 
we believe he's an obstacle into earning that truth and favor with you as you're looking at us currently now mistrustfully. You have requested an audience and then lied to us. From our perspective, you asked for our aid in defeating a dragon. We went and, and did exactly that, and now we're being treated as, as if we played no part. We did not ask for your aid. We mentioned that the dragon is still around, and then we gave you access to our library and basically said if you find what you need there, then it would be nice if you reciprocated by helping us. We did not require that you banish a dragon for us. We can still help you. Yeah, I didn't say required, but we we <laughs> we, we, we yeah we availed ourselves of your your need. So while we were studying in the library, we came across various documents that I researched well into last night. We figured out a way to cure the illness that has been plaguing those who have been quarantined, and I have a solution. You can still help in that manner. And if you recall, Paulus had said that those people were doomed to perish because it was the will of Straven. However, Doras has entrusted this power to me to be able to heal them, and she has entrusted me to find a cure, and I have. So, with your permission, I would like to help you in that manner. And I would, on your part... Maybe just consider why Tullus had claimed that it was impossible when it really is not. I have nothing against the man, but some of the things he has said have sit, they sit wrong with me. A cleric is supposed to help the people in need, and the fact that he is just willing to let those people die makes me question his morals and makes me question his loyalty and we do not know the man you've spent your rule with him at your side you know him so if anything we say is ringing true based on your history with him as you've seen him behave as you've seen him perform his duties as you've seen what he does with his office those are the things we ask you to consider not our words right. you would know uh, best If you say that he's a fine, upstanding cleric that's done nothing but good and has been a boon, nothing but a boon for the entire, the entirety of his, his uh, officiation of his duties, then we have no need to have a quarrel with him. We just are trying to find a way to earn your trust and respect so that we can, we can have a reciprocal alliance in this, this dreaded upcoming blight of the, the, that's descending upon the world. Um, the queen looks over and says, Lord Tobik. And out from the shadows steps a, a very tall, very well armored um, woman with uh, the royal crest on both shoulders who gives a slight bow and says, Your Majesties, the queen says, Go inform Abbot Tullus that we request his audience. Post haste. And Lord Tobik bows and then rushes out of the room through one of the back doors. 
Let us settle this matter once and for all. I reach over and I squeeze my mom's hand. Is there anything else you want to add before we're <laughs> before, before you're facing the abbot? <laughs> yeah. Anything else? Um, while you're waiting, a um, short blue-skinned halfling steps out from one of the doors in the back and uh, whispers into one of the queen's ears. Are blue-skinned halflings something that is normal here? Nope. Oh, I don't like this. <laughs> <laughs> Only blue-skinned things I know of are... <laughs> <laughs> And Konos. <laughs> yeah, but Konos is a trite, not a halfling. Sea <laughs> elf. Yeah. Bite your tongue. I don't think I've seen any blue skin halflings before. Unless they fell into the grapes when they're stomping for the wine, rather than that. <laughs> uh, when he gets done talking to the queen, she nods, and he steps forward, and he bows, and he says, Hello! I am Hubertus, and I would like to know if you would like any, um, well, anything to imbibe while you're waiting. Tullus usually takes a while to get ready. And he will not show up to the Queen's uh, audience without being dressed up, if you understand. I'm good. No, thank you. I'll take a I'll take a goblet of something. I don't know. A, a good wine, <laughs> a spirit. Excellent. This could this could be a, a long a long encounter. <laughs> <laughs> We're just standing here for three hours so he gets all his stuff on. <laughs> yeah. Well well here I'm coming. Um, is anybody since Sam, since you asked about, you know, the eye, has anybody given any Konos any funny looks? Um, not that you've noticed, no. I was just curious if you had the bandana on. Okay. And if you and were, I, you know, cognizant at all of the fact that it looks a little bit different. Yeah. No, he he is cognizant. He would like he would have gotten rid of the bandana at this point. So. Okay. Also, um, where's Otto? Otto else, mm, we'll say Otto is not present for this. Okay. Let's not bring a big pelican into the throne room <laughs> yeah. with a crow with a crow <laughs> riding it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's not add more gods to the mix. <laughs> um, and uh, and and Emmerin, where is socks? In my hood. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. So. Uh, Hubertus snaps his fingers and a person brings in a tray and they lower it down to eye level for Axley and it has a selection of different wines and the little the gla each glass has a little placard in front of it that says where it's from like what what area and who made it and all that kind of stuff excellent I'll sniff I'll sniff them and anything that seems exotic I'll take um, they all seem pretty exotic to you because you're in a place you've never been. But okay, <laughs> you you could ask them to set the whole thing down if you want. 
Sure. Well, no, I'll just take the the closest one then. That okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, sure. Roll me a percentage dice. Percentage. Okay. I trust it. I didn't trust it. I'm worried. I only have one d ten. I'll just roll it twice. Yeah. Twenty. Six. Uh, the wine's really kind of bitter and almost on the edge of vinegary. It's, it's a little uh, not very good. <laughs> okay, I'll put it back and take another one. <laughs> okay. Roll a percentage dice for me again. Okay, it's just for taste. <laughs> That's good. I was really concerned. It's like, it's 43. <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah, this one's really tanniny. It's it's very, like, acidic and, and tastes like you're drinking a barrel. Really? They're, they're yeah. that bad, huh? Yeah, it's, huh. yep. Yep, you want to try another one? <laughs> sure, I'll try one more. Third one's the charm. I'll stick with it, no matter what it is. Uh, oh, this is probably the worst of all. 16. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's okay, but it's just not, you know... Um, your 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 family itself has made better wines just with your like home garden uh vines out back like it's that okay. bad okay then uh are there any crackers on the tray yeah there's like some cheeses and a couple little chocolates and a couple of crackers yeah okay i'll take i'll take some cheeses and some crackers and i'll just <laughs> use the crackers to dip in the wine to deaden it with the salt <laughs> Uh, Hubertus is watching you and he kind of, he went from smiling really big to like, hmm. <laughs> like it's, it's obvious that you, you don't, uh, like them very much <laughs> or that you're not from here. Yeah. yeah. This is how we do it in the far islands. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe actually should introduce them to, to actual good wine. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Problem, the problem with good wine is that it really depends on where you grew up because they probably think this is great wine because wine is an acquired taste to begin with. <laughs> All wine mm. tastes horrible. Uh, it's just what have, you get used to. Nothing made me miss home until now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Um, so um, after you dunk the crackers in, uh, Hubertus sort of gives the, the, the sommelier a, a a, 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 a signal and the, and the the person walks away with the tray of of wines leaving you with the cup with the cracker in it excellent um and he says was that not to your liking oh i think my tastes run uh to a to a, a different uh tan a different flavor of of spirit hmm i see more sweet, but but thank you. Sweet, sweet is always a better way to go when faced with flavors that that don't appeal. He like pulls out a little notebook and starts taking notes. <laughs> so, would you rather I'll, I'll, have honey or sugar cane? I'll, I'll regale him with a tale of with the, the fall wine festivals, the the grape stomps where we would used to make a certain apple barrel wine and. Uh, talk about some of the herbs and flavorings vinegars that would go in it roll me a performance check <laughs> uh, performance uh, 12 plus uh, 6 so 18 okay 
uh, he's taking notes the entire time that you're in fact, so much so that uh, the queens have to have one of their guards tap him on the shoulder <laughs> to make him go away. <laughs> <laughs> that will be all, Hubertus. We are glad that you have found a commonality with at least one of the royal court. <laughs> you have quite a diverse court of wonderful... New souls of which I've never encountered on Hub- my lone island. Hubertus is my oldest, my oldest advisor. I'd like to spend more time with him at some point. Perhaps. I'm sure we'd have a lot to talk about. And perhaps you would. His schedule is very busy, and he rarely gets to talk about food and drink. It is his hobby to create odd concoctions. Ah. <laughs> for us to try. And what is his role in your court? He's your advisor, your personal advisor? He's the chief vizier. He is the the neutral party when the rest of our council is at odds. Ah. It's good that you have such a trusted, impartial, uh, loyal person at your side. Hmm. Yes. The council has Varus, the chief magistrate, Pictor, the minister of the treasury, our abbot Tullus, who you are familiar with, Sabatine, the merchant guildsman, Kromov, the minister of commerce, and Hubertus, who you just met, as well as Lord Tobik. They all serve mm, important functions as representatives of the various different powerful portions of our city. Hubertus is usually the tiebreaker. A very important position to have. Hmm. Yes, it's unfortunate the accident happened and turned his skin blue. Um, otherwise, he would be feel more normal, I think. Well, how exactly did his skin turn blue? He was trying to develop some sort of potions or something, and one of them went wrong. And well, I find it to be a very calming shade. <laughs> from from the from the corner, you hear "thank you." <laughs> <laughs> what was Konos doing? I'm just out of character. I'm getting Willy Wonka vibes from that. (laughs) (laughs) At least he's not wearing an orange wig. (laughs) Uh, So the, um, so a couple more minutes go by and uh, the Queens are just sort of sitting there almost dozing off silent. And there is a sort of uncomfortable um, tension that starts to arise as everybody's waiting. But, um, after several more minutes, uh, the um, the herald for Tullus comes in and says, Your Majesties, I present to you the most fine, most high priest, the Abbot Tullus of the Honorable Straben. And he bows low and gets out of the way, and Straben walks in. And Straben is wearing 
Um, Straven. I mean, Straven. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Uh, Tolis walks in and Tolis is wearing, um, he's wearing um, almost like a friar's, like a friar tuck kind of like brownish robes with a rope tie at the waist. And they're very sort of uh, flowy and they sort of just hang down and they're um, there's like a hood and he's wearing a big like uh, a amulet thing on his neck and it has a symbol of Straben. Um, and there's some embroidery on on the robes, but they're it's not ostentatious at all. It is uh, very it's like um, it's it's like what you might think of if you think of like a Dark Ages monk, um, you know, just sort of walking around the monastery and, and quietly going about their day. Uh, that's, that's what he is dressed in right now. He comes in and he comes and he steps in front of you all and he bows to the queens and he says, your majesties, you requested my presence. And then he sort of puts his hands out with a flourish. He says, I, I am at your service. He stands up. Gives a sideways look to Imran. <laughs> the queens look at him for uh, several minutes. And the queen who's been doing all of the talking is silent. And the other queen, who you have rarely heard speak, looks directly at Tolis and says, My good abbot, there is a question... As to the events that occurred the other night when the dragon was dispatched, we would like to resolve issues around those events, and we are requesting your opinion upon which might be the best way to um, pull truth from a person. The Gentlefolk behind you have suggested that there are three ways that this could be accomplished. Lady Immerin, would you like to explain the three ways that this can best be accomplished that you have proposed? Of course. Um, we have proposed magical means uh, by way of a uh, spell called the Zone of Truth and request that all participants are sure to not resist the spell. Uh, second way is divination, uh, directly communing with the gods in some way, shape, or form, and the third possibility is the Book of Proofs. Tolis does not even look at you when you're talking. You're, you're kind of behind and off to the side, and he doesn't even turn. He's just looking at the queens the whole time. Huh? He bows his head and he says, Your Majesties, I will submit myself to whatever test that you would have me. And the queen looks over at Axley, and says, Which did you decide you would like to officially propose, Sir Axley, of the salty wine? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We believe that a zone of truth spell cast by an impartial third party would be the best way to go. And who do you suggest cast this spell? Well, we have the ability to cast it within our party, but that wouldn't be the the best way forward. it It would need to be someone that you trust... That's not in the employ of either, either entity. Hubertus, 
and out steps the blue-skinned halfling. Your Majesties, Hubertus, you know the spell, yes. Your Majesties. Sir Axley, Lady Immerin, Lord Marcel, and Sir Konos of the Haka, do you all agree to a zone of truth cast by the venerable Hubertus? I do. Yes. Yes. I say, I say, I blew! I mean, I do, and I wink at Hubertus. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, actually. Sir Abbott, do you also agree? And Tullus kind of looks behind him at, on, in both directions at, at all of you. And then he turns to the queens and says, Of course, I'm willing to subject myself to any test of veracity that you would have. At any moment I, in time. Is he being truthful? Do I get a sense if, if he's, like, exaggerating? I mean, you can roll an insight check. Or perhaps, like, hiding something. Yeah, like, like, does he have something up his sleeve? You yeah. don't need to roll for that. You know the answer. <laughs> yes, but also 16. I mean, you know what? He's acting exactly like he did the first time you met him, where he was, you know, ostentatious and and remember he he was very pompous and he got you you know he basically said, "How dare you even yeah. think that Straben is a false god or whatever whatever it was that he said." Right. Yeah. You know he he acted all offended and you know the nerve of you all right like that's that's what he did. So he probably truly believes he did this thing. Yep. So um, Hubertus says uh, it would probably be better if we limit the area. Yes. So let us do it in my study. And he gets a big smile on his face. <laughs> Is this to your liking, your majesties? And they both kind of nod to him. Lord Tobik, you will observe... Yes, Your Majesty. And the queens say, very well. Then we shall await the results of the trial. And they both stand up. And as soon as they stand up, everybody in the room, other than you, unless you choose to, bows really low. And like several of the people fall to their, you know, onto one knee and all that kind of thing until the queens have processed out. The only people that did not immediately bow were the four people behind them who are now acting as guards and the two main guards who are now sort of flanking them to protect them as they leave. And after a couple minutes, they're fully out of the room. Everyone else kind of rises, including Tullus, by the way. Tullus fell to one knee. And then uh, everyone else rises when they leave. So my question is, did you, did any of you bow or go down to one knee? Yeah, I would have bowed. I might as well bow. Yeah, I would, I'd probably bow and it would probably ruffle socks and he would get mad, but I would definitely. He'd probably fall out. Since it's the protocol. (laughs) In my hair, yeah. (laughs) Okay, so. Small squeak. (laughs) And then as soon as they're out of the room, I I turn to the group and go, I could have sworn they were sisters. That's not how that works. <laughs> <laughs> then only one of them would have been the queen. Well, they could yeah. sh- I thought they were sharing. I thought they were, they were you know, a, a close family that <laughs> took the job. Then it would have been queen and princess, not queen. Yeah. Uh. 
that, that was really funny, though. <laughs> it made me laugh. <laughs> um, you're lucky you rolled so high on your persuasion check and they didn't take offense. Yeah. If that had been Imran oh, that said that, oh, man. Oh, yeah. She'd be in the brig I mean, right like, now. Oh, yeah, we were like this close to being thrown in jail for the rest of the camp. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, so... Hubertus says, I'll only need 20 or 30 minutes to set up the room. You can have Justinius bring you to my, to my lab, to my, to my study. I mean, my study, right? My study. And, uh, so you can, and it'll all be ready in, in 20 or 30 minutes. So Justinius, yes. And you see Justinius kind of come out of the darkness. Uh, yes, Hubertus, of course. And then Hubertus runs off. Does does uh, Hubertus have anything like a, a a familiar amulet around his neck or anything like that? You can roll I'm a perception check. Being paranoid. Um, great, that was great. If only I had better perception checks. <laughs> uh, Fourteen. Well, I'm I mean, looking at Hub- Hubertus through the monocle. <laughs> <laughs> he um he didn't I mean he was just a halfling with blue skin it's the only odd thing about him he was dressed very well um yeah that's why I'm assuming he had stuff like of office but I was looking for like that specific amulet that yeah, I had been no, wearing before no no amulet okay okay cool I'm looking back over my robe of acuity which is I can see invisible things up to 120 feet away do I see page boy or anybody else uh, that looks like they might be invisible nope in the room. And neither did Axley if he ever looked through the monocle. Yeah, I've got it on now. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Justinius says, would you like to retire to your rooms uh, before so that you can prepare? Sure. Might be a good idea. So, okay. So uh, is there anything you want to do? You've got about 15 or 20 minutes, maybe 30 minutes before um, the major domo uh, tells you, I will, I will knock on your doors and we will all uh, go to the study together. Okay. Emran, you speak primordial, right? As I recall, I speak primordial. Oh, you speak primordial. Uh, okay, I think I, I think I do too. Uh, no, I, no. Well, Aquan. I speak Aquan as well. Yeah, oh. which primordial. is primordial. Isn't that oh, just primordial? I think in fifth edition, if you know one, you know all of them for primordial. Mm-hmm. Yeah, unless it's something specific, but because I'm pretty sure I got primordial from my storm sorcerer features. Yeah, because we have that one scroll. Uh, it's called the scroll of vile undoing. It's in oh, Primordial. Yeah. I know but, what that yeah. one is. Yeah. Jonas and I looked at it. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they I investigated it. Do the Tolis. I think that would not. <laughs> no, not, not, not the Tolis. I have a, a better use for that, I think, later. <laughs> at some point. I have a question for, for Emmerin. Um, if Tolis truly believes that he's the one that caused the divine intervention wouldn't zone of truth let him say it so the only thing we have going for us is the one statement you have of you did a commune with your god and your god told you that Straben was involved mm-hmm. Tullus was not mm-hmm. and if he, if he has any doubt I would think that would translate into his answer right it'd be very hard for him to answer truthfully if he had if he had some kind of doubt and I has he ever been successful in the past? He, he seems to be very elusive and suspicious in the way he's behaving. But worst yeah, case, if you both believe you're truthful, then it'll be kind of an impasse, right? You'll both yeah. truthfully answer. Yeah. yeah. Didn't he I, 
didn't what he why he's against us because when we first met he was really defensive about him not being able to do divine stuff yeah i think he had tried this in the past and it had never worked before i think he yeah. tried curing the people and that's what he couldn't do correct so also like that's why i brought that up is because i can do that now because we figured that out so i know how to and if i can prove it yeah. that can at least knock him down if you knock i mean that's the thing the inch the individual can't hide the truth of themselves if they know that they've been fudging their their abilities and their responsibilities right I guess we also have to kind of evaluate what we're trying to get out of this because like, sure, we don't really mind if Tullus publicly appears to be the one that did it, but we do no. want to point out that whether he helped or not, Emerin was a force that helped in that moment. It wasn't right. just him. I don't like to do this, but whatever, like he's going to take credit. He's going to take credit. But we also need that trust. That's what we're trying to build. I don't really care if the public worship... Whatever. <laughs> so, we just... No. I mean, at the end of the day, Straven was involved, and he is the main right. piece of Straven right. here. That's fine. At the end of the day, what we're trying to prove is that we also were a, a helping hand in well, this situation. It's, it's that we have their kingdom's best interests in mind and we're doing everything we can within our power to to make that our priority and and yeah. help them because we want help from them and the help we want from them is also in their best interest it's not selfish mm -hmm. we need them to trust us so that then we can we can start to lay out the facts as we understand it and the the ways we arrived at that conclusion Imran, if I, I of us we can't do that I thought Imran for a minute was going to ask for some diamonds or something from the queens uh, <laughs> to cast the healing yeah. spells. I mean, my, my my thought, and if if we're not assuming we don't, you know, just get thrown in jail for the, for heresy for this, is a basically try to find out where that dragon's lair was, because from Konos knows that dragon's lairs have treasure, and now there's an empty dragon's lair. Kind of get a hint that there's more than one. Yes. Or that it changed every time it showed up. Or it changed. Too, yeah. Which, I mean... It's worse. Okay. <laughs> Considering we're going to have to fight like an undead sea dragon at some point in time. Why would you say that? <laughs> you know, just because... You're a great DM, Sam. I love you. <laughs> You know who uh -oh. we should have Gaston be the cleric who'd cast Zone of Truth? God dang it! Oh, we should have! Oh, you need to go get him, that poor baby. He's <laughs> in the library. Isn't he, isn't he gonna be like a cleric of both Straven and Gora? I, I need to go talk to him anyway because I'm supposed to go research the marriage of Goros and Straven at some point in time. Because it's apparently Goros is pissed that I didn't read about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can ask Gaston about it, because he's going to be very knowledgeable about it. <laughs> My question is, do we want to do we want to try and manipulate this in our favor somehow? Um, assuming this is going to be a, only a few people I could try mass suggestion when we're all in this. I'm also curious to 
look through Tullus' eyes right now, but there's the chance that he knows what's happening, so... Mm-hmm. I, I don't think we should mess with it. I mean, we believe we're in the right, right? So it'll be, yeah. if something interferes with that, then, I mean, I, I don't trust Tullus at all. I think he's going to do whatever he can to try to interfere. Mm-hmm. I mean, my, my concern at this point is I feel like just things have gone so not in our favor at this point. It's like we're, we're teetering on the edge. Yeah, but I think that's the more reason to not do anything funny. Because if that backfires, then we're truly like kicked out yeah. of town. And, right. And, and hey, re- relax. We got this. We're in the right. We know what the story is. We just want yeah. them to know it. We just we just want to make sure that they understand that we did help. And I don't. I'm just thinking of like what else can we say while under zone of truth that could help. Do we have. We probably like. Yeah. Get our, get our story straight. <laughs> I mean, I th- yeah, I think the, I think the, I think the thing the stress at this point is you know we're we're less concerned whether who with who gets credit and we're was as we are with you know the establishing that we are you know we're trying to be helpful. So I think yeah. our main thing is like saying yeah the reason we're doing this is because we had hoped to come to after after having the dragon dealt with come to the queens and see hey we did this thing we helped you. And when we got here, Tolos had taken credit. And then another, I mean, a question that can be asked is that, uh, is it that our interests are in, this, in those of Calport. We, we're here with their best interests at, at heart and those of the kingdom and beyond. I mean, that's what we're devoting our lives and our life's ambition to at this point. And we know as truth that Straben did help. So it's not like Tolos's pleas have never been heard. Straben helped. Just requires Goras's help as well. So our, our less concerned with who gets credit. We just have the best interests of the people at heart. We helped in some way, shape, or form. Oh, we know for a fact both Straben and Goras were involved because I communed with Goras after the fact and asked, and she said both her and Straben were most likely involved what I can interpret. However, when I asked if Tullus was involved, she stated he was not. The only other reason we have to mistrust Tullus is because he told us that the people in quarantine could not be cured. However, after research in the library, we found the cure. And also, wasn't he just very evasive and non-cooperative when we were talking about the greater threat when we were talking about Shamasa Hasid, what was going on. It just seemed like yeah. he was trying to, to just be dismissive of it all. I mean, he was already pissed off by then, right? Because you he thought you were questioning the divine power of Straben. And also, to be fair, for you to figure out how to heal everybody from that plague that's outside, you needed the Book of Proofs. Oh, that's why I was trying to kind of limit it. We did it in the library, so after researching the library. Yeah, but if the, no, but I, I'm just saying. If Don had told you it wasn't possible, we wouldn't have been following it up anymore. <laughs> no, I, I'm just saying that from his point of view, like he's, you know, he was, he had, he asked, and it, it was told, you know, he, he doesn't have the power to heal them, and so he oh. he's saying well, they can't be cured, but he didn't have the benefit of the book of proofs. Right. To, to get lawyerly familiar, he can literally 
he can legit say, yeah, to the best of my knowledge, there is no way to cure this, and that would okay, be it. Okay, so the problem is not that there is no way to cure this. The problem was there was no way for him to cure them. Right. Which now. is a okay. different thing. That's a different thing. It just means that he, as a person, was not capable of. Like, we're not accusing Straben of not being a good god. We're just saying Tolus, as a person, not a god, <laughs> was incapable yes. of using Straben's power to heal. Yeah. yeah. For having the high position he does, he's not the he's not the herbalist you want mixing up your your brew. <laughs> I mean, my I guess my. My trepidation with this is that we we come out with all this and basically they look at it and say, "Okay, so what?" Yeah, I mean, it. it again, no, it's not it's helpful. Not, but... It's not really Hollis. It's just that we trying to build a trusting relationship, but they are not believing us. Is really what it comes down to. We say we had a hand in this, and they're saying, "No, you didn't," because Hollis took all the credit. That's the big issue that we have here, is we're just trying to build... Well, and he's also discrediting us, whereas, look at, look at the discussion we're having right now. We're not discrediting him, we're just discussing the possibility that he may not be understanding the role he really played, whereas he's outright discrediting us. So he has yeah. an agenda. He has an agenda to maintain his position and, and take power, take power away from, from our deeds. So as you're, as you're having this conversation, there's a knock at the door. Oh, God. We're not ready. <laughs> and it is Justinius, and he says, pardon me for interrupting, I, I understand that you are preparing for a, a, a trial of truth, um, but there is a crowd outside asking okay. to see Rayla the Wise. Oh no. Why? Okay, I, I have a suggestion. Um, I think, Emran, you and your mother should go out and let the crowd and see what the crowd does. I mean, we'll go with you, but... Because Rayla is Rayla, you're not Rayla. And if they start chanting you, you're gonna have to let them know they've got the wrong name. Oh my god, I don't do well with the crowds! <laughs> I know. So, Justinius says, um, do you want me to put them off until after the trial? No, I... We should deal with them now, because... I don't want them standing out there waiting on us. What the, are they just asking to see her? Who, like, how many people? Um, many people. Uh, you'll have to go into the guard tower and stand in front of the crenellations to look no. down upon. Come on, <laughs> up on, up on the parapet. Uh, the that actually like makes my heart rate go straight up in the air. They are um, asking for succor from the healer. I think you should go wave to them at least. It can only help us if the, the people are behind us, even if the queens are not. After all, the queens represent that the people. Just Justinius says, um, I do recommend that you wear vestments that show your your priestly qualifications. <laughs> he kind of yeah. nervously... Because <laughs> don't you usually just wear chain mail? <laughs> That's it. That's all I got. I got. I don't even have my cloak because... Oh my god. Gaston has my cloak. Rayla has her priestly vestments. 
Oh, I guess I would probably be carrying socks because socks can't sit in my hood because I don't have my foot. <laughs> I mean, oh, oh, can, crap. Well, you do have your symbol of, of Boras. You just don't Isn't have. Is that illegal? I'm not supposed to like show my holy symbol in public. Um, a- as you're talking, Justinius uh, looks back behind down the hall, and he snaps his fingers twice, and one of the guards down at the end of the hall opens the window, and you hear outside that there's a crowd chanting, Rayla, Rayla. Stop. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. I'm not going to the top. I'm not. I'm not doing it. Justinius says, um, I really recommend you. You're going to get swarmed. Going at at, at foot level, I'm afraid that you would be carried into the crowd uh, in their in their fervor. And you might be injured or you might be pulled to the middle of the crowd and then we would not get you back in time for the test. And. Um, not appearing for the Queen's test of truth would be very bad. I think we have to put it off. It's either that or you send your mom. <laughs> Rayla's already dressed as a cleric, isn't she? Because that's basically all she has. Mm-hmm. Yeah, after, because remember, she passed out and then you took her back to the room. And when you came back, she was up and like clean and showered. Well, I mean, showered, they didn't have showers, but you know, she was bathed and clean and she actually had on her all of her Goros stuff that she hadn't really been exhibiting for. Because remember, Imran, the first thing she said to you was, I hear her again. She speaks to me. So she's, she's full on back in. Like cleric mode. I mean, we could send her, but that's also like perpetuating the falsehood that she was the one that did this and not me. Well, and if the people are out there that you you healed, they're, they're, that's not you. That's not who they saw. Rayla and basically, I'm Rayla. It is my daughter who healed you. There was a misunderstanding there. So the window that he opened, where is it? It's on the far, like, front of the long hall. You're on the second floor, and it's, it's like, there's a courtyard, but so there's a main wall into the royal manor area, and there's a courtyard, and then you're in the building on the other side of that courtyard. The window faces the courtyard, so there's a wall of a couple hundred feet from that from that window, there's a courtyard a couple hundred feet long, and then there's a wall. The people are beyond that wall. Justinius says, if you'd like, you can go to the window and, and peek out if you want to see the people. Like, they won't be able to see you from here. They would probably mistake you for a simple guard. Would they be able to hear me if I amplify my voice by three times? Um, probably. say... Like, hey, we're in a meeting. <laughs> <laughs> what's the what's the uh, the amplification? Is that your? Give them a give them a, a, go, a blessing from Goras. Bless all bless all their lives and fortunes from Goras. I, I gotta explain this first, though. I gotta explain this. 
I gotta tell them what's actually like who I actually am before I do anything because some of them might be safe. My, my suggestion still stands. You could send your mom and be like, hey, I'm Rayla and it was my daughter who healed you. She was thinking of me last night. I will do it. I'm gonna say, how do you think that's gonna go over, mom? Do you think they're gonna be mad? Because I don't want them to take it out on you, especially if I'm not there. I will be above. I will stand on the tower wall, and Justinius will guarantee my security. Correct, Justinius? He nods. You feel comfortable with this? I can hear the voice of Goros for the first time in many, many, many weeks. I feel so free right now that I am I am up for whatever takes us where we need to go. Goras speaks through both of you as one. Goras's voice comes through both of you very clearly. I agree. In many ways, it's not who speaks the message. It's that the message gets gets to the people. Give Socks a couple more stitches and then Socks to my mom. <laughs> okay, she takes him. Turn to point my finger at his face. Anything happens to my mom or the people let me know i will be there of course i will assign an entourage of elite guard to her we want to send blacksley with her yes she's not allowed to talk what i can't say anything i was quiet the whole time in the queen's chamber and you give me no credit for that and now you don't want me to say anything when there's a huge crowd come on Okay, so uh, you're going to send Rayla out? Okay, uh, Justinius calls six guards to go with her. And uh, as he's about to sort of walk off and go with them, one of the other messengers comes up and tells him that the test of truth is ready. So he needs to take you to Hubertus's study. All right, bring it on. Okay, so... He leads you um, almost exactly diagonal across the entire complex of the royal manor into a tower location. But instead of going up, you go down a couple of floors. And he lets you into this very lavish living chamber. And there's a sitting room there, and it has all sorts of uh, brand new furniture, and it's all lush and plush, and it's it's not completely ostentatious, but you can tell it's a very high quality, and it's very, very comfortable, and every bit of it is sized for a halfling. And he leads you in, and he says, this is the residence of Hubertus. Uh, please do not... Uh, drink any potions or vials of fluid that you might see around or that he offers you. Um, it's the common word around. None of the staff drink anything that he tries to give us other than wine, and that's generally garbage. So just please uh, be careful. Uh, but here is the room um, that I am not going to enter with you, but... Uh, I believe Tullus is also on his way. And he sort of opens the door and waits for you to enter. The, the room that you enter is 
almost exactly square, and it has big tapestries on all four walls. And the tapestries show various um, scenes where it looks like an alchemist is mixing potions and creating different concoctions. And um, some of the scenes are, uh, you know, have fields of different herbs and flowers and whatnot. And then some of the scenes are like tables where the person's mixing. And it's these huge, enormous, very, very well-made tapestries line all the walls. And in the middle of the floor, there is an enormous blue circle. And then inside of that enormous blue circle are four chairs and four, four chairs kind of almost in a half circle. And then facing that, another single chair. And then just outside of the circle on the side is a very comfortable halfling-sized chair. And sitting in that chair when you enter is Hubertus, who hops up and says, Welcome, welcome. Please enter and uh, take a seat in one of the the comfortable chairs here inside the Circle of Truth. I welcome you. And he bows. Does he want us all to enter? Yeah. There's a chair there for each of you. I'll step in. Okay. I'll step in. I'll kind of return the bow and be like, thank you for doing this. Are you kidding? This is the most exciting thing I've been in charge of for ten years. God, I don't know. <laughs> um, did Marcel come in no problem? Oh, sorry, yeah. Um, so the four of you sit down. A couple minutes later, Tullus makes his entry. And instead of being in his his robes that he was in when, when you had the audience, he's in... Um, more normal sort of uh, everyday priestly vestments. So he's in what amounts to almost like a padded armor with a tunic with the symbol of Straben on it. And he's still wearing his big necklace with the amulet of Straben on it. And and um, he has, you know, uh, a, a belt on that has little pouches on it and whatnot. So it's it's more of his every everyday kind of if he's going to bless someone, he'll he'll wear that kind of outfit. So he's no longer wearing the um, the 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 sparse robe of uh, a Franciscan monk. <laughs> um, he comes in and he greets Hubertus. And uh, as he does so, he goes to Hubertus and he stands sort of close enough to him that he has to look down when he greets him. And then he has a seat in the chair. He says, I'm not quite sure what all of you are expecting to find with your little expedition here, but I trust that the truth will come out and you will see that your distaste for me is completely unwarranted. I just say back to him, I hope we can agree that no matter what comes out of this, there will be no hard feelings. You have attacked my honesty. You have made the queens believe that I need a truth test. How can I not have hard feelings towards you? Hopefully you'll come to see that we're all working towards the same thing in the end here. Hmm. Perhaps. What is it that you're working and toward? Hope, and I hope you wore your, your best padded shorts. <laughs> well, 
You couldn't discredit me any further even if I did soil myself. Get on with it, Hubertus. Uh, and Hubertus says, Is there anything that anyone would like to say before we begin the trial? All right, well, what I need you to do is think of five questions. You will each get to ask the other side five questions, and you're required to have a, an honest answer to these questions. So think of the questions, and then I need you to write them down so that I can then administer the questions during the trial. Note that you will both ask and have to answer these questions, just as uh, the other side will have to ask and answer the questions. Nina. <laughs> this is not what we prepped. <laughs> what are we asking? Do we get to collaborate on these? Yes, you can collaborate and assume that that you're that you talked about this before, right? So you you would you would know these questions sort of you would have them prepped coming in. So you would have talked about, you know, what kind of things do we want to actually ask? So I think, don't we want to like try to expose like that whether he, he had like a question asking is does he have the interests of the kingdom over his own in the performance of his duties or or you know what he claims is his accomplishments? Honestly, I think the answer is going to be truthfully yes. Um, well, that, that's good to know if that's the truth. It is. Um, it would all. It would only help him. My problem is we're not going to get him to ask. So w one of our biggest things was to have Emran say that um, she knows, or she, uh, her God told her that uh, he was not involved in the casting uh, in the casting out of the dragon. Well, we can't control that. We can't control what questions he's going to ask. We can only control what we ask of him. And, and our goal should be just to. Either try to expose his his honesty or his dishonesty, right? Right, but dishonesty. But both parties ask ask and answer all questions, right? Oh, so he's oh, asking five questions. Five. You have to answer, and then he has to answer, and then, okay. yeah, and then whatever okay. questions you ask, you also have to answer. Okay, so it should be things like, do you believe true? Do you believe that you were responsible for the divine act through your God of? of uh, banishing the dragon you know do you believe that you truly communed with your god your god heard you and answered spoke directly to you and answered your prayer not, not I would throw no. on that how has Scraven confirmed that they answered your prayers for relief that's okay yes one don't nothing about belief uh, this is about truth so yeah, it's gotta be absolute fact do you know for a fact that your spell is, or your divine intervention was the one that took the dragon out? Do you know for a fact that the other person had no hands in it? Because I can answer yes to that, he might not be able to answer. Those are both good. Yeah, I'd go with both of those. Both of those? Okay. So the first question is, do you know for a fact that your divine intervention was successful in destroying the dragon? Or it's well destroying the dragon. We don't even know if it was really destroyed, but in defeating the yeah. dragon. Yeah. And then the second question is: Do you know for a fact that the other person's divine intervention was successful in defeating? Uh, do you know for a fact that the other person was not involved in the successful divine intervention? 
And uh, I've got I've got a last question to throw in here, which is, you know, I think it'll throw a curveball and is a bigger picture item. I think we should throw in something like, do you know that that there is a a, a threat facing the kingdom and you need the and and the and your and your efforts are to seek the the ending of that threat requiring the aid of of Calport and Calport's leaders right because that all, that that's kind of the whole point the whole reason we're here and if we can use this this forum to display to the queens that that's really from our perspective I don't care what his answer is from our perspective that's our goal our goal is we're here for their best interests we believe that to be true we believe we need their aid and we're here to earn their trust and their assistance I like that. That's a good idea. It just needs to be, like, more condensed. Okay, so how about, are you committed to helping? How about if if there was a way to cure the, you know, the, the, sick, the sick people, would you, you know, would you support it, basically, or something along those lines? That's interesting. But it's, it's more the sick people, right? I mean, we're trying to convince them that they need to ally, ally with us to to, um, Are you committed to doing whatever is necessary to protect Calport from outside threats? Ugh, I mean, he could always mm. turn that around and say, "Yes, yeah. That, that's yeah." I'm looking at four outside threats right now, and I, yes, I'm committed to doing whatever whatever is to get rid of y'all. But if we I say, mean, what, what's, the, what's the threat? That, yes, we too are committed to this. Then we are saying we are not an outside threat. What's what's the threat that we're trying to to address? Is it the sinking? Is it uh, Laralax? Larillac's army impending you know, attack by his army. So while you're all uh, talking uh, uh, about this, I need you to please make me a wisdom saving throw. So uh, Hubertus says, "Are you ready?" We have three. We have two questions. Only two. I don't know how to phrase the the like help one. So break them up into smaller questions, and we have more. That's fine. Do you have the best interests of Calport and its people at heart? Do we? Do we? Do you believe that that Shamasa Hasid and Laralak is impending doom, descending on on Calport and the kingdom? That's a good one. You know. And, and do you believe? Do you believe that it's in, it's in Calport's best interest to ally with you to fight this threat? You can follow that up with you know if we can show that that's you know. Or if we ensure that we're willing, working to protect Calport from the two of them, will you support us? Okay, so are you ready? Oh, Alright, Marcel, you got this. One of you needs to roll initiative, just so that we can determine who... It's a contested initiative, just to see, to, just to determine who's going to ask first. And so... 17. Okay. You ask your first question first. So, Hubertus... Uh, spend some time casting the spell and the the blue circle that you are sitting in starts to glow he says alright you all get to ask your first question do we know what we saved against? I was going to say do we know if we're I think we no. know if we're affected by it right? You you all saved you know that you saved but we don't know what it's against yeah well, I'm just wondering if like, it was an attack spell from another entity, we would know that, right? Right, yeah, no, it wasn't anything like that. You you, you were saving against something else. So he just cast the Zone of Truth right now. Yeah. 
So you, if you want to try to save against that spell, you can, or you can voluntarily fail that save. Yeah, or we'll voluntary fail, because yeah. I know. Yeah. I'm not resisting the Zarya. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, okay, so I, first I question. All right, first question. Uh, do you know for a fact that your divine intervention was successful in defeating the dragon? Yes, of course it was. Otherwise, how did the dragon disappear? So, now uh, Hubertus says, okay, and now you all must answer that same question. Yes, we witnessed it firsthand. But... Well, so Konos and Axley and Marcel cannot answer yes, because you didn't cast Divine Intervention. Yeah, if we go with your as in mine, um, then the three of us have to go, no, we didn't have any intervention. Could I I respond, yes, I know for a fact that Emeryn's Divine Intervention. You can respond that, but but Hubertus is going to tell you that's not the question that was asked. Yeah. Then I... Don't answer anything. So, Imran, do you answer in the affirmative? Yes. And now it is Tullus's turn to ask a question. He says, Have you broken the law by casting spells in public? Yes. No. 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 Neither have I. Your question. Uh. Do you know for a fact that the other person was not involved in a successful divine intervention? That the other person, or who? Did you name the other person? person? That the other person who said yes was not involved in a successful divine intervention. No, I did not ever ask that question, so I do not know that for sure, of course. If you are saying it in this zone of truth, then it must be true, right? He sort of looks at Hubertus. Hubertus, is your zone of truth active? And Hubertus says, you know it is, Tolus. So then Emeryn has to answer the same question. I know for a fact that the other person who answered yes, their divine intervention was not successful. That they did not have, were not involved. How dare you! Hubertus, is that a lie? Hubertus says, No lie has been detected. Sir Abbott. Spitting facts here, bro. He's, uh, he's obviously shocked. He says, What is your main purpose for being here? To obtain help from Calport in defeating Shamasa Hasit and their minions. And Laralak's impending army of undead. And to protect Calport from this attack. And to reverse the sinking. Your priest hasn't spoken. What is your main purpose for being here? To overthrow me? (laughs) No, definitely not. To help the people of Calport in facing this threat that my companions have told us. And then the other threat that might come their way. If our purposes align, why must you attack me? Why did you attack me the very first night? 
We didn't. You just thought we were attacking you. You have questioned my faith and my powers. And now you have shown that I didn't do the thing I thought. Solus, we don't want to overthrow you. In fact, we'd rather have you as an ally in the position of power you have. The problem is, when we came forth with Goras, you attacked us and Goras. Do you believe you are the chosen of Goras? I don't know what the chosen one is. What does that mean? That you have been divinely inspired and directly spoken to and affected by the goddess Goras. I believe she's the chosen of Goras. Yeah, same here. So do I. <laughs> I guess the crowd of people outside would probably say yes, too. So, I mean... I don't know about, like, a chosen one, but I... We have shit to do. And we're trying to get it done. And it's gonna help a lot of people. So, if that means... Yeah, then yeah. Sure. At the end of the day, the purpose of this truth spell was not for the queens, but for you, Tullus. I now also believe you are the chosen of Goros. But I am afraid of what that means for our people. They worship Straben. That shouldn't Straben. be an issue. Yeah, Straben and Goros go hand in hand. They're not... You can't really have one without the other, as far as I'm concerned, as far as I'm not. If Straben and Goras go hand in hand, why shouldn't, why shouldn't the disciples of Straben and Goras also go hand in hand and work together? This is... Have you heard of a marriage between Goras and Straben? Of course I have. Okay, because that's not something I knew. That's not something I was taught. But yet you speak of it. Well, we stumbled upon it when we were in the library, and it was the first I had heard of it. And when I talked to Goras concerning what happened with the dragon and everything else, he mentioned that if I had a better understanding of the marriage between Goras and Shay, then I would understand a lot more. So, if you would be willing to help me learn, I would... The marriage of Goras and Straben is a long, long ancient history tale, and it is... It tells of the separation of the two of them, and then they're reuniting. But the 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 issue is that when they come together, they cause destruction. So they must be separated. But they both want the same thing. But somehow there is destruction involved, and neither one... I don't even know how to express it. 
their power is to remain separate. And when they come together, it creates a coalescence that is too powerful, that leads to a destruction of the creations of the other deities, and so they were forcibly separated. Every once in a while, they come back together, and it leads to destruction every time. They travel through eternity, trying to reconnect with each other, at once knowing that it will destroy the people who worship them and therefore possibly destroy them, and at once not understanding how to stop the desire. That sounds like my ex. <laughs> <laughs> Cameron, didn't you mention last night that Straben and Doris had a hand, both had a hand in the destructive force that killed the dragon? So both of the gods did, at the very least, touch to destroy that dragon, and yet there was very minimal damage to the people. Sometimes a d- destructive force could be used for good. Could it be that Tullus's divine intervention failed specifically to avoid the destruction of Kelpor? Actually, it was that's really smart. That might be it. Mm. If both divine interventions had worked, then we'd be in a ruined city. I will go to the queens immediately and resign my position. Oh, that's that's not. You should be elevated. No, definitely not. <laughs> you have the powers and the will of the deities to protect the city, the you kingdom. Managed to heal people last night that has never been seen before by clerics. And you have the key to healing those who were wounded. I thought that was Rayla. Rayla the Wise, who is outside right now ministering to the people. Uh, You're looking at Rayla the Wise, the younger. (laughs) What? Junior. Emmerin had a bit of a... She was thinking of her mother, and she doesn't like the attention. So she gave her mother's name last night. However, Rayla also seems to have been touched by Goris through Emmerin. So it's not too far of a stretch. That's why you don't think you're chosen. You think it's your mother. I think she'd prefer it that way. (laughs) Should we elevate your mother, then? She can become the abbot of Goras. The abbotess of Goras. I think your mother would be better suited to lead this... Yeah, I mean, I would agree with that. I don't know. I, I, I feel like we should definitely reconvene with the queens and see what's... But now that everything's a little bit more... Yeah, we have everything on the table now. We have reached an understanding, I think. I glance at Polis. He nods. I think we can reconvene with the queens and ask what needs to happen in terms of... I don't feel like we need to step down. You've led these people long enough. They know you. They trust you. No. Now that we no. I lead with faith, and my faith is shaken. I am not in a position to lead, but Rayla is. Or you. But you're declining. Rayla did just recover her faith in a very amazing way. I mean, we're going to have to ask her, too, but... Right, we're going to... Yeah. Have you seen her minister? No, but she also has my dad, because my dad is here too. Yeah, but she's always been a cleric for us, hasn't she? 
Pretty much, yeah. So yeah. this isn't anything new to, to her. And in a way, your faith stems from your faith in your mother, so... I mean, I... Y'all don't have to convince me. <laughs> the, the other option is you become the ostentatious one to show up for, for formal parties, which isn't really what we need right now. <laughs> but they do need someone who has a lot of faith to take on the position of high priest of Calport. And I think your mom fits the bill. I mean, I think she does too. I just don't know how well she's going to respond to being tied down. She's always traveled. She's always been off and about and wandering. So I don't know how being yeah, tied Yeah, she's to... been through a lot recently. So maybe yeah, being tied been... down and helping people. Might... Hubertus is still over there taking copious notes. Everything you're saying, he's like... Oh, it's okay. It's fine. <laughs> so so uh, did, we, did we get to where we're at with this kumbaya with only three questions? Don't we still have a couple questions left? I mean, the other questions have kind of been answered. Oh, oh well, okay. Well, then, then I'd like to ask, uh, how do you go pee in that big platinum thing? <laughs> <laughs> it is very difficult. That's why I have an entourage when I wear that. Uh, oh, you better give, like, a lot of notice for that one, huh? <laughs> yes, it is rare. What about, have, that, what about that invisible guy that was following us? Do you know who sent him? No. Oh no! Oh, <laughs> he wasn't yours. My what? Oh, I don't even know what you're talking about. I did not send an invisible person after you. There was an uh, invisible person yeah, following Sneaking. me and Axley at the party. Oh boy! Wait, yeah, our, our suspicions were cast on the wrong person. Which means we still have someone who someone. could. I mean, it could have been one of the queens. It's, it's, it could. If that's the case, we're uh, in a bad situation. It might be worth bringing up the fact that someone in Royal Library was following us while invisible. Well, I'm willing to go invisible in the in the presence of the queens at a formal function. That's not a small thing. That's yeah. a huge risk so to they, take. So they either had permission from the queens. Or maybe they were, I don't know, maybe so, they were there to look for somebody else who just happened to take an interest in us as well. So at that point, Tullus stands up and said, Hubertus, you will make your report to the queens. Please take me with you when you give your final report, as I will resign at that time. And he turns and he leaves. Do all you guys like feel like you just got blown up because a truth bomb just went off in here? <laughs> yeah, we're going to rename Zone of Truth to Truth Bomb. <laughs> <laughs> I also, I did locate creature? Does that work? For what? Oh, I, we could locate him with our rod, right? That points out. Oh, that's right. We could follow it to the source. Yeah, in fact, we, in fact, we could ask the question, who sent him? And we could follow it to the source. But don't you need the person's name? Yeah, you need to. Do we? I don't think so. I don't think you got any answers out of them besides, I, I, I'm just doing what I've been told to do. <laughs> Leave yep. me alone. I mean, he was, a pa- he was dressed as a page, right? I mean, just line up all 100 pages and see if you can find them. <laughs> I was going to say, we can maybe Where's ask. Where's Wally? We might be able to get a name if we give a description well enough. Out of the, out of just, you know, he probably knows them all 
Well I'm gonna walk over to Hubertus. I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna say, Hubertus, I have a gift for you. I think you'll find this to your liking based on your interests. I'm gonna give him the book that I have called Herbs and Tonics of Calport. <laughs> of Calrot, I mean. Oh yeah, he he's. You're giving me a book. Oh, he's fan. He's just he's in awe. He like he drops the piece of parchment that he was writing on. Like he just fumbles and he like looks at the book. Uh, wow! Thank you. This is going to be excellent for my for my use. I I will be able to make the most wonderful potions and tinctures with this. I will be able to heal the plague. Enjoy my my blue-skinned brother from another hairy-footed mother. <laughs> yes, yes, perhaps. He starts like flipping through the book already. Before, maybe after Tullus leaves, can I run him down? Can you? You can like rush out after him and try to catch him. Sure. I catch him. Tullus, I have a question, possibly a request. Um, do you maybe have some components, specifically a diamond worth 300 gold? What, what spells do you need to cast? Um, when we were, we were researching in the library, we found what we think is a cure for the people in the quarantine. Um, the revivify spell. But I need components. And they don't have a whole lot of time. What are the components? A diamond for 300 gold. His eyes get really big. Yeah. Uh, you need one for each person? Yeah. If that whole old mist stuff happens again, maybe. That's a long shot. What gold mist? Gold mist, you said gold mist. Yeah. Uh, when I cured the people in the... I thought we talked about this. The people in the... Tolis wasn't there. Mm. Well, <laughs> I don't know what happened. Okay. Yes, in the Abbey we have a set of supplies. And we can probably get you enough. But it's going to clear out the coffers of the entire... I, I mean... I, thing. We know of a dragon that is not no longer alive. We can raid its horde if you give us the diamonds we can repay you. Whatever the diamond, whatever the dragon had in its horde. Well, your mother is now the chief deific figure in the city, so I think... I run that past the queens first, I think. And your mother. And her. <laughs> the, tre the treasury of the church is a separate entity from the treasury of the kingdom, so there is no need to run it by the queens unless you feel that that is what you would like to do. Well, they need to at least run it by my mom. Very well. Um, I will put the workmen to work right away uh, forging the temple into uh, an honorific to Goros rather than Straben. Um, perhaps your mother should come by to direct the, the work. It is the most, it is the most richly supplied building, and therefore the most honorable for a deity. So it is only fair that we should 
make that the location of the Church of Goros, and the current Church of Goros can be transitioned into a temple to Straben. Now I feel really bad. This is not... This is not so... So, Steal Your Mind in the chat says, why not both? (laughs) (laughs) That'll destroy the world. No. (laughs) Well, okay, don't do anything just yet. Like, just... How about we sit on this for, like, a day or two? Because we we just learned a whole lot of shit, and our minds are probably a little, like, reeling from all this. So just, just let everything settle. Don't make any rash decisions while we're all upset. And then, in a couple days, let's reconvene and chat. I don't think we have that kind of time. I mean, I know, but he doesn't think that. <laughs> I... I will be resigning as soon as Hubertus is ready to make his report, and knowing him, he'll use some sort of trinket or arcane implement to write his report, and it's probably going to be ready very quickly. And the thing is... City this big cannot be without a, a main high priest. High priest for for very okay. long. But why don't I get my mom and let's sit down and talk about this? Because I feel like I don't. I know oh. we've set things in motion. We can't go back. But yes, we should talk to your mother about let's, this let's and see if she's mom. okay with this. Hopefully, she is. Because the other alternative is you, and I don't think you know that. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna sprint down the hallways, <laughs> looking for no mom. running in the hallways. So we'll go. Uh, she is still out on the at the top of one of the uh, w- walls, the outer walls, mm-hmm. and speaking to the enormous crowd outside. We'll we'll go there. Like yeah. try to like not be visible from like the crowd be. version. I do want to listen for like a hot second. Um, you hear that in the crowd they are chanting. There, there are various different chants at different times as you're approaching because you have to walk through the courtyard to get over to that to the walls there, and you hear as you as you as soon as you're outside you hear the the chants and you can hear that they are uh, some of them are sort of a slow Rayla the wise Rayla the wise Rayla the wise and some of them um, are uh, they they end up uh, sort of contorting into a, a praise Goros kind of um, chant and um, then there's almost this sort of festive, like if you've ever been to a sporting event where they start clapping a rhythm at the same time, you know, um, and they sort of they do that. And then there's some stomping that happens. It's, it's almost um, yeah, it's, it's like a pep rally almost. Um, but when you when you uh, get so um, some of the guards like lead you to a stairway that takes you up to the top of the wall so that you can you don't have to be right where she is on the wall you can actually get to the top of the wall so that you're kind of lateral to her you're kind of off to the side down down the down on the on sort of the other side of the length of the of the wall and she's standing on top of one of the you know, crinolated, you know, crinolation means, you know, that's when they build it up and then it goes down and then up and down. So it's kind of like the typical castle type of style. She's standing on top of one of the crinolations 
and she's got her arms out and she's just yelling to the people and just telling stories about like the parables of Goros and just the different things that that she knows about and and the different stories of how uh, how Goros uh, gathers followers and just sort of these different very short little vignettes but um, so she'll tell a story for like three minutes and then in, when she is done they sort of applaud and then they start the chanting and the stomping and the clapping and um, and when you look down you see that there is just a sea of people everywhere you look in between the houses and every alleyway at the at the um, the closest to the wall, all of those people look like the poor people, right? That have come to try to get. Remember, they were coming for succor. They were coming for healing and for 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 spiritual nourishment from her um, because of all the rumors about the actual healing, and then also just the aftermath of that is that they feel fulfilled spiritually speaking, and. But you can see that even as you're looking, there are people coming out of houses and buildings and just standing and and trying to sort of jockey for the easiest position so that they can look up and see her. And probably most of the people can't even hear what she's saying when she's talking because there's so many people now. And it's, you know, it's not like she has a microphone. So, um, but there is just waves of adoration and, and people... Uh, you know, just praising her and, you know, um, so yeah, so that's what you see. <laughs> um, I mean, sh you can, you can have a guard, like, get her attention. Yeah, that would be better. Okay. Uh, you want to, like, motion to her? What, what are you trying to tell her? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll have a guard send her down, just kind of, like, in a more private section, just somewhere where you can chat for a hot second. Okay, so she starts to begin to tell the people that she must go now, and that she'll be back to to minister to them and to teach them of the glory of Goros and, and like all of these things. And the crowd starts chanting her name and saying no, you know, don't leave us and, and all that sort of thing. And she, she turns uh, and the guards sort of escort her down away from the from the edge of the battlement and she'll meet you sort of down in the courtyard where no one can get to when i see her ironically give it a hug <laughs> she hugs back did you see all the people it's so good they're praising goros the strength of goros is increasing i can feel it did you take your did you answer your questions that you wanted we did um the abbot and I, we all came to an understanding. His face was shaken, similar to yours was, but not as severe, I don't think. At least for the time being, he wants to step down as abbot, and he has recommended that he take his spot. Me. But what about you? You're younger. You have more strength than Goros. You can heal groups of people at the same time. Did you see the group of people that you were talking to? I have heard what you did. Yeah, but that's not, that's a simple miracle. That's one simple thing. <laughs> there is no simple miracle. Here's the thing. In the long run, you're going to be better for this. 
because you can talk to the people. You can you don't have to perform miracles to gain their support and transform their faith into something beautiful for Goras. I can't do that. At least maybe not yet. I'm gonna be better off for this than I am. Roll me a persuasion check with advantage, please. Hold on. Imarin, how do I go about such a thing? You're good at figuring it out. (sighs) (laughs) With Laura strengthening, she'll be with you. She is strong. She hands you socks. (laughs) 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 Who was who was at her feet? Uh, the whole time she was preaching, Socks was sitting on her feet. I, I, I must think on this, but I'm tired now. I must retire. I, I've been up for a very long time. I feel like. Will I see you this evening? Yeah, I'll be around. I might have to have another meeting with the team here shortly, but I'll be around. Okay. She hugs you. She is escorted by her six guards. She has a tr- an entourage. She has a, a bodyguard entourage. <laughs> like considering she's going to be the next abbot, then yeah, maybe that's uh, appropriate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're all like, "Yes, we made it!" Because she's going to be the abbot, and they're probably not going to be reassigned. They're still just going to be her guards because they're her guards, right? So <laughs> they just struck it big. <laughs> Yeah, how big they've just struck it. (laughs) Yeah, big, big and problematic. But, you know, it sounds good at first. (laughs) So um, there's probably about two hours before Hubertus will have his report ready for the Queens. So is there anything that you specifically want to do in those two hours? If Konos has time, he will like to make this trip back, he's going to try to inquire to learn the location of the office of the company of the Eastern Sun in, in Calport. Because he's got oh delivery. Because he's got a delivery mail. <laughs> oh. The mail. The mail. Um, it's not hard to find them at all, except for the fact that there is an enormous crowd in the streets. <laughs> there has to be a, like a, a like a side door out of the castle. <laughs> castle yeah but everything around the castle is like the two-thirds of it is just full of people and they're not yet dispersing you know they're probably hoping for an encore you know like at a concert some people start to leave or something and the other people are like no we have to do an encore you can probably get there but it it might take you a while (laughs) more than two hours okay uh tomorrow then Okay. Mel's, Mel's waited for years. I think it can wait for another day. <laughs> okay, well, so let's um, let's end here, and uh, and we'll we'll sign off. All right. Well, I will uh, take us out of here. Thank you so much for watching, um, and uh, we hope you enjoy the show. And we will see you next time.